0: Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup bees? Check us out. We've been in this together, managing our minds for 25 episodes now. That's a full quarter of a year that we've been coming together to create the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. And here's what I've got for you with episode 26. <laughs> Don't you sometimes waste all this paying attention to your brain and driving your thoughts on purpose was just a little bit easier? Me too. So let's make that happen right now today. We're here today to talk brain hacks. You've probably heard the word hack tossed around on the interwebs and in your gal pal circles, but what exactly does it mean? Did you know that the word hack is derived from the British term hackneyed, meaning overused and thus cheapened or trite? In writing circles, and maybe this is true in other professional skill communities as well, you call someone a hack when they aren't particularly good at what they are trying to do. Seems like hack isn't meant as a terribly flattering term, so why in the world would I devote an entire episode to sharing four brain hacks with you? I'm glad you asked. The reason is simple. I'll borrow from the slang dictionary's definition to tell you that a hack is a strategy to handle or cope with a situation or assignment adequately and calmly. Hear that? Handling and coping. Not perfectly, adequately. Not blissfully, calmly. That's all we really need in the mind management world. Handling and coping adequately and calmly. Mind management is a lifelong pursuit. So we're going to pace ourselves and allow inter- incremental wins all along the way without requiring perfection, not ever. A lot of my bees, my clients, seem to have the expectation that if they work hard enough at this mind management skill set, then they'll stop having a human experience on this earth. While it may seem like bad news, I want to offer you the relief of knowing that no matter how much thought work you do, You're always going to be a human. With human emotions popping up as you interact with your husband. Those emotions are not a problem that we are trying to solve. Again, your emotions are not a problem. We aren't here to solve them. We are here to help you listen to your emotions in a way that serves you and your ultimate relationship goals. The brain hacks I'm about to share are supportive measures that'll help you cope through the rough patches as you uplevel your connection with yourself and with your husband. Handling and coping adequately and calmly. Even if you're freaking out at the time, you can be calm as you notice the freak out because you know freaking out is part of the human experience. So you don't have to freak out about freaking out. You can just be calm about the entire process and these hacks will help you make that happen. So grab your notebook or a nearby napkin and jot down these hacks in your best chicken scratch. No perfect pen and chip needed. Then plan to try them out with a scientist's perspective, being curious and gathering data without any judgments about your findings. Lastly, send me an email, Candice at candastune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and tell me all about how your experiment turned out. Could be so fun. And I hope that you'll let it be. Hack number one, consciously identify the problem you want your brain to solve. Brains love to solve problems. That's their whole mission in life. So make sure you task your brain to work on a problem that you want the solution to. For example, if you ask your brain to solve the painful-sounding problem of why your husband doesn't listen to you when you tell him a story, your brain is going to feed you a painful-sounding solution like, maybe you're too boring, maybe he's a jerk, maybe the marriage is doomed and you don't really have anything in common anymore. No thanks. Instead, you've got to ask your brain to solve a problem with possibility. Ask your brain, how can I create connection with my husband at the end of the day? Because that's really what you were going for you when you wanted him to listen to your story, am I right? Him listening to you is one way to create connection, but it isn't the only way. So have your brain go to work identifying all the options that lead to connection. Pick one, and then pursue it. It feels so much better than just cataloging all the reasons that your marriage might be doomed. Hack number two. Focus on what you're already sure of instead of spinning in all your doubts. Brains are wired to look for danger. They have to keep an ongoing inventory of the things that might hurt or kill you because again, the brain's purpose in this life is to keep you alive. So it makes perfect sense if your brain tends to set up shop in the land of doubtfulness. Sounds like this, maybe we won't ever take a trip again. Maybe he's looking at his office manager more than me. Maybe he's always gonna be harsh with the kids and on and on and on. The brain warns you about all of that because it doesn't want you to get blindsided by danger. It's just trying to help you avoid pain. Thanks, brain. And the unintended consequence of all that vigilance is that you actually end up in low-grade pain most of the time, because you're worrying and wondering and unsettled. So how do you help yourself out? You focus on what you already know and what is easy to believe, then build from there. So instead of wondering whether you'll ever, ever travel together again, gather some data. How much do we have saved? How much would it cost to get where we need to go? What's the time off, childcare, pet care situation like? What would it need to be like? What do I know about myself and my resourcefulness? Who in my network can help me answer all of these questions? Also, where would I even like to go? And how could I make that happen? What do I know about him and about me that I can use to set us up for productive conversation about travel plans? Maybe we already know that he's very slow to make decisions. That's my situation with my husband. If I know that I can present him with a lot of information and then expect that he won't decide that day, that will help us be more productive. Another example is instead of dreaming up scenarios about what's happening in his office, you can remind yourself of the comforting things that are true about the two of you. Like, I know he's committed to our family. I know he wouldn't intentionally hurt me. I know our relationship can stand open conversations about my concerns. I believe in my ability to take care of myself and my family no matter what. I know that if this thing happens or that thing proves to be true, then I will do this. If you know those sorts of things and give yourself that sense of surety, you're going to go into any problem-solving situation just a little more calm. Focusing on what you do know and what you can control shows you even more areas where you are already more competent and more powerful than you realized where the solutions might actually be simpler than what you originally thought. It's so freeing to purposefully look at things that way. Hack number three, without judgment, observe your automatic responses to yourself. Before I found ThoughtWork, I simply didn't recognize my brain's tendency to respond to me in painful ways. Like if there was an opportunity for someone to get the short end of the stick, maybe that would be like the smallest tree, the least comfortable seat, the most hated chore. I made sure that that someone was me. I thought it was preferred to suffer myself rather than have my family or my friends suffer and I'm using air quotes in any way. It sounds noble but if I'm honest it got more and more tiring with each passing year. Before thought work I also didn't see how many times a day I told myself no. No you can't stop there's still work to do. No you can't ask for help they have their own stuff. No you can't go to bed there's not everything done. No you can't buy that. And then yes to anything my kids even kind of needed. Their stuff would fly right through Amazon while my stuff would sit in the Amazon cart for months. When I first found ThoughtWork, I actually counted once how many no's in one single day. Answer was 86 times I told myself no in one single day. No wonder I was feeling ignored and neglected back then. It was me doing the neglecting and I didn't even realize it because I wasn't fully aware of my automatic responses to myself. 80% of the work we do here on this podcast and in the Defying Gravity Revolution is just noticing our automatic thinking and then reminding ourselves that our feelings of worry and shame and pain make sense given what's rattling around in our heads. We aren't mad at our brains for doing what brains do. We just notice and appreciate the good intentions our brain has for our safety. Then we come together to find safety, which is what the brain wanted, in kinder, more adaptive ways. Hack number four. Celebrate on purpose, because there's no such thing as a small win. Have you ever heard a woman receive a compliment by saying, yes, but I didn't, and then redirect the conversation to highlight her shortcomings or flaws? Why do we do this? I think it's because we don't want to seem vain or arrogant, but I'm tired of that, aren't you? I want to live in a world where women can be outrageously proud of themselves, out loud, on purpose, and everyone around them then responds with cheers and rounds of high fives. Not because that particular woman is more amazing than any of the others, but because celebration is the mother of momentum. Really, it is. It feels awesome to have our talents and efforts recognized. Best news is, recognition is an unlimited resource. There's plenty to go around, and when it goes around, we'll all have more to celebrate. So be that woman in your life, the one who shouts her wins from the rooftops only to turn around and happy dance with her neighbor for her achievements. You loaded the dishwasher? That's right, you did. You picked up your dog from the vet? Crushing it. Scored a promotion of work at work? Uh, of course they picked you. You didn't scream at the customer service rep? Get it, girl. The size of the, accompli- of the accomplishment matters so much less than the sentiment. When you allow room for you to win, you'll find the motivation to keep on winning, for you, for him, and for your family. Your friends will then take notice and then they will start winning even more, too because it's contagious. Your wins pave the way for other people's wins. There's room for everyone on the road to success, and it's a party on the way if you let it be. All you've got to do is RSVP. I would love it if you flooded my inbox with amazing stories of what you are doing in your life and your marriage. could literally be anything. I wore matching socks today, or I chaired an international committee meeting, or anything you want to celebrate, because why not? there you have it. Four brain hacks to make your marriage more of what you wanted it to be. Hack number one, consciously identify the problem that you want your brain to solve. Hack number two, focus on what you're already sure of instead of spinning in all your doubts. Hack number three, without judgment, observe your automatic responses to yourself. Hack number four, celebrate on purpose because there's no such thing as a small win. And if you wanna build on those hacks to show yourself how powerful you can be in creating the exact marriage you want, you've gotta join us for my free workshop, Lucky in Love. We'll meet together and workshop every day, March 13th through the 17th, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Mountain Time. Your job will be to bring something you want in your marriage but don't yet have, or something you have in your marriage and don't want anymore. Then dig in with us to make it so in those five days. Because once you've proven to yourself how powerful you are, you'll create even more of what you want in your marriage over and over again for the rest of your life. What a fun and challenging adventure that would be. Creation is a skill, but it's one you can definitely learn. So RSVP, it's all linked in the show notes for five free days of making your marriage over. Because you deserve to be happy in time to truly celebrate your next wedding anniversary. So let's make it happen. Go to wwwcandistunecom backslash podcast, click episode 26 for the show notes, then register for Lucky in Love. candistunecom backslash podcast, episode 26 in the show notes, there's a link to register for Lucky in Love. You have to register in order to attend. And also if you can't attend live, you will get the replays, but only if you register. I cannot wait to meet you. Choose Courage be and keep on flying. What's up, bees? Want even more ways to stop wondering if you married the wrong guy? Head on over to CandiceTune.com, Candice with an I, Tune with an E, and click the gold button inviting you to get the free course. You'll get four short lessons delivered straight to your inbox that'll help you create a more connected marriage before the next episode drops a week from today. Happy studying!